Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. Betty Boothroyd, Margaret Thatcher, Barbara Castle, all women of a certain age, type and standing to be considered authoritative. Then along came Jackie Weaver and that video of the Hanforth Parish Council meeting. If this had been in person, Jackie would have grabbed the protagonists by the scruff of their necks and chucked them out of the room. Instead, she sent them packing from Zoom. To discuss this and how to have this level of authority, I do indeed have Jackie Weaver with me in person today. Jackie, welcome. Hello there and thank you. (laughs) And joining us, I am also delighted to have one of my favourite funny women, Laura Smith. Hello, Laura. Hello. Hello. I think Laura's gone quiet. Are you a bit are you a bit uh, astounded by the authority of Jackie Weaver? <laughs> oh, I'm in awe. Um I I have an overused voice because I've been asserting my authority up and down stages so uh, across <laughs> the land on the circuit. Laura knows a bit about authority because she used to be a teacher. She's recently given up full-time teaching. Um so yeah, what do we think about that? I mean, school kids difficult. I mean, it seems to me that 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 definitely is a job that requires authority (laughs) on account of I don't think you've got anything else. I mean, as far as I can remember, you are not allowed to hit them. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's uh, you inspire a sense of confidence in them because you have to let people know that you know what you're doing and you're not to be rocked and you're not to be shaken and you're not to be moved. So uh, as long as they know that. Yeah. This, yeah, you see it early on when you're learning to teach. You notice the teachers that have got it and those that haven't, and it's nothing to do with a loud voice or uh, anything, really. It's just total confidence, total knowing who they are. And this, and I think children can relax around that. They know they're not to be uh, trifled with. Well, first of all, let's just uh, let's talk a little bit about Jackie, who in her capacity as the chief executive of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils did indeed become an overnight viral sensation and was dubbed the Queen of Zoom because of her handling of that meeting. Jackie now has her very own podcast, Jackie Weaver Has the Authority, and has already interviewed some pretty famous guests, including Jack Whitehall, Richard Herring, Anton Dupec, Julia Bradbury. She's even been immortalised in song by Andrew Lloyd Webber. To be honest, Jackie, I couldn't find out an awful lot else about you, but do you, do you have a bit of a day job as well? Do you do other things? Um, I, I do have a day job. I don't think I've got room for doing any other things apart from being a media superstar at the moment yeah. and working full time um, as the um, chief officer of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils. I mean, that was why I was there that night. Yeah. Um, is our job. Um, there's a little um, team of us. Um, and our job is to um, help train, support, offer guidance to the town and parish councils in Cheshire. And when they um, have real difficulty, um, you know, you'll find us kind of there. I always think we're like the Nanny McPhee of parish <laughs> councils. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so to help me find out a bit more about Jackie and her propensity for authority is my one of my favourite comedians, Laura Smith, 
who up until recently taught English in an East London secondary school, uh, where I'm pretty sure she exercised her authority fairly liberally. Laura is now a professional comedian and took the comedy world by storm when she won the coveted Funny Women's Stage Award in 2019. From there, she was quickly picked up by a top management company and has gone on to make her television debut on Jonathan Ross's Comedy Club, appeared in TV commercials, performed at Latitude Festival, filmed her first acting role and is now working on her first script commission for the BBC. It's all going pretty well then, Laura. Yeah, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's all very good indeed, yeah. I didn't know. How did you know about that script commission? A A A. The rumor oh, mill goes round. You've got a good um, agent. That it was on. Uh, it was on your website. Oh really? <laughs> ah. I didn't. I, you, you get this idea that you've got to have it all unwrapped. Gosh. Well, having it all summed up like that, it has really taken the world by storm, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. Me, me, in fact. <laughs> um, yes. So that's yeah. That's who I am. Thank you. <laughs> So we started talking earlier about how you exercise authority in certain situations. So let's go, let's go to the uh, top woman, Jackie. So what is the secret of your authority? Well, I, I think it's interesting that in your introduction, you were saying that, you know, had I been there in person, I'd have um, booted them out by the seat of their pants. I so would not have done that. Oh. <laughs> We just like the image of you doing it, Jackie, that's oh, it. I, I think that that image, not necessarily of me doing it, but of anybody doing it, is often what keeps us going. Yeah. Um, I think the things, and as far as I know, there is no penalty for this yet, the things we have going on in our heads um, is what keeps us going through the day, I think. Mm. Um, and certainly that that kind of um, image, um, and you can create whatever image works for you, of you um, extolling um, retribution on somebody, <laughs> I think is something that is... Is, um, is quite a comfort. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely with Laura. Um, um, confidence and authority don't necessarily come with a loud voice. No, no, calm and collected. I mentioned a couple of uh, authoritative icons at the beginning yeah. of the pod. And, you know, they didn't have necessarily shouty voices, which is very yeah. interesting. So, Laura, a rowdy class of teenagers... Or a rowdy comedy crowd. What what what's the secret? How do you manage that? I've seen you in action, so <laughs> I I know what you're I know what you're like. But t- tell our listeners. Well, um, I think I, I I always use humour in the classroom, and back to that confidence thing. I think you know that you have to tell a joke very quickly. You have to show your knowledge very quickly. You're letting people know you're in safe hands. And you know, I mean, you know enough about comedy and seen enough people, you know, when that, you know, that awkward, horrible tension of thinking this person doesn't know what they're doing here, yeah. you know, and subject knowledge, confidence and handling a room. And let's face it, nobody knows what they're doing, but <laughs> whoever's, whoever's seeming like they know what they're doing is the safest pair of hands. You know, you can watch the Simpsons and Homer Simpson can have a mad idea. The reason everyone follows it is because he does it with such gusto, <laughs> you know, like, well, I know what I'm doing. But I think, um, I suppose, yeah, handling rowdy classrooms and all that sort of stuff. And I think people want people want to be heard. People get excited and they kind of, I think most people in all their interactions are sort of asking, well, do I matter? Can I say something? Can I get involved? And I think if you can handle that warmly, there is a sense of warmth. You know, I'd never, I don't think I'd be ever really nasty to a heckler unless they really pushed it. But, you know, and and but then but you also have to keep the show on the road. You know, you can't get distracted by a few rowdy children or a few rowdy drunks. You've got, you've got to keep the show on the road because there's lots of people 
that want to be there and want want to move forward and you've got an agenda haven't you mm. so you have to push your kind of where this is going you can't get sidetracked so you have to be able to steer the ship and uh, deal with any mutiny either yeah. you know in the crowds or in the classroom or anything like that you know I think this is I suppose it's a, a clear idea of I'm using lots of metaphors for an English teacher <laughs> um but um you know you're 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 setting you're setting your sights on where you need to go and you don't lose sight of that that's the other thing you can't lose sight of that because that you know these kids need GCSEs or they need to know what iambic pentameter is by the end of the lesson (laughs) or whatever it may be or you know you want to get your five minutes or your ten minutes of material out and uh, by god you're gonna do it you're listening to how to have fun at work brought to you by funny women and hilarious There's so many parallels between teaching, stand-up comedy and chairing a committee meeting. I mean, it's unbelievable, really, isn't it? And so, Jackie, I mean, do you do you use humour? I mean, we've seen you in action, cool, calm and collected on your famous Zoom. But, you know, when you're meeting people in person, what are your sort of bullet points for how to manage a meeting effectively? <laughs> Well, I think it's so interesting what Laura was saying, because, again, everything you're saying, I, I, I kind of feel that I have some um, connection with. Um, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question, but I'll come to it in a moment. That's all right. I, I guess I'm really interested in kind of your point about confidence. Um, and I'm thinking about, you know, when I've watched comedians, you know, what what is it that moves me? What You know, what is it that I like? What is it I don't like? And I guess for me, it, it's it's feeling that that person is confident because otherwise I'm in pain for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you're watching so somebody true. and that they're, they're not, they know it's not going well and, and you can see it and it's horrible yeah. and it's horrible to watch. It's not, you know, some people will laugh at it, but it, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like a so slow, un, slow unraveling, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's horrible. You want to go and rescue them, yeah. um, but you can't. Um, and you know, that, that's horrid. So that confidence thing, I, I really, really get. Do I use humor? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think if you watch the, the video, you'll, you'll see, uh, I mean that, you know, the Britney Spears line, it isn't oh. because I, I am delusional. <laughs> um, it was really about kind of, kind of diffusing the situation. And I find that also, um, I, I use it for thinking time. Does that make sense? What when you, um, you yeah, when you use the humour bit, it's your yeah. gives you time for your brain to kind of catch that, up. That's right. Yeah. So it, yeah. if, if um, again, you know, picking up uh, Laura's point about you know, I'm trying to get somewhere. Um, if if I'm temporarily lost on that journey, um, then I will. Th- there are so many times when it, it's kind of like the same joke, but a slightly different <laughs> way of putting it. So it, there's no real. Um, mental agility involved in that it's easy to do so it's kind of like you you give that and while they're they're doing something with it you know hopefully laughing um (laughs) then it gives you that moment or two just to remind yourself of where it is you're trying to get to um so yeah i mean I, i i've done a lot of training for for councils over the years um, and, you know, some of it has definitely felt like stand-up comedy <laughs> with PowerPoint slides. <laughs> In fact, oh. I think there is definitely room there on the circuit for someone to do stand-up comedy with PowerPoint slides. Jackie, you have can have a gig with us any time. <laughs> I couldn't do it without PowerPoint. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, that's just a given. We'll make but, an exception um... for you. <laughs> I think it could be arranged. Um, Laura, have you ever done comedy with PowerPoint? 
<laughs> no, but I have I have seen it I have seen it done before, and um, I think most people with props or or powerpoints or anything in the end, I think they end up giving them up because they realise it's a lot of there's a lot of um, technology and things like that. And also, I I, I don't know, mate, I don't want to insult anyone, um, but I think when people use that, it can be funny and there can be good reveals. I mean, Jade Adams used it brilliantly yeah. in um, Serious Black Jumper and just exquisitely but I think if you're a circuit if you're doing that on the circuit and not your own show that could be dangerous but um yeah sometimes it's tempting but I also think um I also think there's a lot of magic in comedy of being able to paint pictures I always think comedy is about about specifics and you know if you're if you're shopping in if you're shopping you know say Lidl or say Waitrose or say you know but all the specifics can paint this sort of wonderful picture and I love um I love any comedian that can that can just paint a, a brilliant image with the with the accurate choice of words. I mean, Victoria Wood. We were talking about her today. With her, I was talking about her with some actors as well. She was a master of precision with her word choices. So I think my aspiration is there rather than saying here's a picture of what I mean. But I can see that there's safety in it. There's certainly a safety with a clicker in your hand. Definitely, <laughs> I would be lost without a PowerPoint for teaching. Definitely. Um, so. Let's talk a bit more about authority. Um, how is it perceived? I mean, just knowing the way the media jumped on you, Jackie, there's a lot of language around that, which I don't know. I find it difficult because I think um, a great friend of Funny Women's is Jan Ravens, who did a whole show called Difficult Women, and she often got accused of being aggressive. There are stereotypes of authoritative women does that bother you Jackie or do you just kind of get on with it anyway um I I guess um if I thought about it it would bother me Mm. um but I don't know any other way of being yeah so I I guess that the way I then protect myself from it is by not thinking about it (laughs) yeah you know if um I suppose I don't really like the word authority you know, which is a pity because it's never done anything to hurt me, but I don't like it very much. I prefer confidence. I feel they're yeah. very similar, but I feel it's much less um, directional. It's, it's much less um, um, dictatory to say that you are confident than to say that you are you have authority. It's quite a masculine um, word, isn't it, authority, don't you think? Yeah, and, and I think there's also something there about, you know, women don't like to say that they are confident. Yeah, well, yeah. I think we're I think we trying to reframe that. I think, I mean, yeah. you know, the number of times people say to me, you know, um, th- this must be so difficult for you to do, and I'm thinking, not really. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 when I first, uh, not, not quite first started my career, but I had a career in uh, retail. I tell ah. you what's difficult. Customers. A 14-hour day on a Gosh. marble floor in three-inch heels. Now, that is difficult. <laughs> what did yeah, you sell? What did you I sell? Worked, I worked in mother care. Um, wow. And, again, mother care, you know, that there's that um, image of kind of it being cuddly and friendly yeah. and babies. Yeah. Good God, no. Um, it was as ruthless as any other part of retail. <laughs> but, you know, after that, I thought, how difficult can any job be when you can do it sitting down with unlimited coffee? <laughs> <laughs> what you know but, but what possessed mother care to insist on three inch heels that's the bit i always find and what is it about anything to do with women in power is always represented in some way by high heels 
Um, well, we, we, not only that, we had a complete dress code. Don't, oh, don't get me wrong, it wasn't just wear three-inch heels and it doesn't matter what your clothes are like. Um, <laughs> there was a uniform. So if you can imagine, um, and, and Laura will be with me with this school uniform thing. So if you can imagine a beige dress, okay? I remember that. Right, so it's that. waisted, oh. but it has a zip from uh, up the side, you know, to under uh, your armpit and then buttons down the top of the front and short sleeve. Oh, my goodness. So it's already as hot as Christmas in there. Yeah. Then you have a brown jacket that goes over the top. <laughs> then you always have to wear tights. Oh. And then you have to have high-heeled shoes and not allowed to wear flats. And then you have to be able to sort of completely turn the whole store around and the art to it. And believe me, this is a skill that actually is, you know, you should pay for learning this, where you can turn the whole shop around with only having one shelf of one unit off display. Mm. Gosh. I, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is. I mean, it's an absolute skill of planning, you know, to be able to do that. So you can only move. It's, it's like one of those puzzle games where yeah. those things slot, you know. You can only move one thing off, have one oh thing off sale at any one time. I, I had, and, I, I think a lot of, like a lot of us, I've done my time in retail. Yeah. And I think it's probably the hardest yeah. thing. And, you know, I definitely had a Mrs. Slocum as well, you know, who was on my case the whole time I was working there. So, you know, and again, portrayed as a sort of slightly awful older woman who was in charge. You know, it's back to these stereotypes again. But I'm afraid I, I still remember mine. And what I remember <laughs> most about her, oh, this is all, oh, please God, I hope she's not longer alive. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that unkindly. Um, you know, <laughs> she died of anything horrible. I think <laughs> Not older than me, so she's probably gone by now. Um, was that she? She was absolutely mortified by the fact that she lived in a council house. Oh, and you know, she 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 would talk about um, where she lived, and um, I was new into the. Um, I, I was in the management. Um, scheme sort of learning store management and she was talking about um this home and she was talking about this 30 foot lounge and the patio doors and you know everything and then i can always remember one of the other um part-timers in um in the breakout room you know say and to this day i knew i know she knew what she was doing she shouts across the room mrs are you getting an increase in your rent this month <laughs> And then she used to have this strange way of referring to things like, you know, she, for her lunch she would have a yoghurt. A yoghurt? A yoghurt. Oh, <laughs> Mrs Malaprop as well. Fabulous. Yeah. And oh. she, she would put her things into envelopes. Oh, an envelope. And the, the last one that made me laugh was when they went on a foreign holiday. Um, and she was talking about how the, um, I can't remember what country we're in, but the, the, she and her husband were admiring the faculties of the buildings that they were looking at. <laughs> oh, what's that? Yeah. Laura, and I, Laura and I are confused. Facades. Got it. Facades. <laughs> that so is brilliant. Day, that is brilliant. We always refer to them as the faculties. <laughs> but these, these um, 
I really think, I mean, what you've described in both of your experiences, and especially these old-fashioned, these ideas of uniform and yeah. that, that idea of leadership, that's an insecurity, isn't it? Yeah. That's an insecurity because if everything's uniform and everyone's got these strict rules and we can sort of divide leadership into some sort of spreadsheet that can be ticked and an outfit that can be checked and hills that can be measured and a fuck a days and <laughs> yeah. all these sorts of things, then that's a safe place. And we have got these new models of management, haven't we? Like these big startup tech companies where people are playing basketball and having thinking areas and beanbags. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that necessarily, but this idea that it's like the opposite of confidence, isn't it? It's like when you think of authority, that word as well, it is this sense of uniformity and compliance mm. and that creates a sort of fairly toxic culture, doesn't it? Because everyone's like, yeah. <gasps> My it's supervisor's a- here or, you know, when a police car pulls up beside you in lights and all of a sudden you convince yourself you've got, I don't know, kilos of drugs in the car just because <laughs> a police car's behind you or that you don't have insurance. And of course, you you know, everything's fine. But there's just this thing of there's some authority here. And then it, 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 it's not conducive to sort of a good, a, a happy environment, is it? You yeah. know, in terms of you might learn discipline, there might be something to be said for it, but this kind of fear of doing something wrong often makes you do something wrong anyway. You know, that's a sort of Laura, difficulty, isn't it? How do your, um, I know they're not your students now, but how did your young student, young people, how did they respond to authority? Uh, is there a different attitude amongst the next generation? Um, oh, do you know what? It's, I, I think, the reason I love teaching but the reason I've had to leave teaching is because I can't take it seriously enough because I've never believed that you know that they should just obey me because I'm their teacher and there are teachers that do that and you'll get these kids that kind of look at look at you pleadingly look at you pleadingly like when somebody's going off their head at them and they're not on the right you know you're on their side Mm. you know and these kids that is immediately well you're 12 or 13 so you don't count I could never subscribe to that you know, you're trying to listen, so it's a, get get a kind of real measure of the situation of what's happened. You know, yeah, and yeah. um, and I think there's just certain things that you, I, I couldn't take seriously. I don't care if someone's got purple hair. I don't care yeah. <laughs> how long their socks or they, are, or if they're yeah. wearing trainers, or what they get there for their GCSEs. You know, I don't care anymore because you know you just kind of go, I, I, I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with the the sort of the role I have to fulfil. I'm I'm a bit. I've joined the circus now. <laughs> This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. Um, just uh, one last thing on authority, Jackie, since you're the expert. What, what's the difference for you <laughs> between working in a virtual environment and chairing a meeting in person do you think your behavior is any different or do you think no, you no. handle no I, I don't I don't think it is um I, I think at first it felt very different mm. um and I think we we, we kind of thought it was different but actually there's probably more um, um I can't think what the word is more um self-discipline mm. um needed in a virtual meeting than in a physical meeting. Yeah. Um, so, for example, you know, you, you can get away with um, a lot more um, 
a lot more background and, um, you know, people kind of cross-talking and stuff like that. Um, I mean, there comes a level where you do have to, you know, kind of pull it back, but you can get away with more of it in a physical meeting than you can in a virtual yeah. meeting. Um, and you have to, I think you have to learn how to, um, how to have a conversation again in a Zoom meeting. Because, I mean, we've all had those where you, where you stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, you know, like that kind of, um, you know, scene in a doorway where you're both moving left and right at the same time and you can't get past each other. <laughs> um, and, you know, th those things after a while, you know, either you just stop having Zoom meetings with that person um, or you find a way of, of um, you know, dancing um, like you used to um, in real life, mm. um, so I, I think I think they are more alike than they are dissimilar. That's brilliant, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will take that advice on. Jackie, um, we are going to wind up. So, what's your top tip for? I'm, I'm assuming you're having fun with your work now. Yes. So what, well, what, I had, what, I've had fun with my work before, but I'm <laughs> having fun with some of the things that people ask me to do these days. <laughs> but what's your what's your top tip for having fun at work? Um, you don't have to succeed at everything. Oh, what a great tip! Yeah, I think I, I, I think need to that, remember that one actually. Yeah, it's I, a I really mean, good I, one. And I'm not even sure that it's a question of remembering it. I think I think it's about believing that you just believing it because everything you're hearing. And I, th I think you know I I don't like to be kind of like you know pushing feminism, but you know. It seems to be something that's really aimed at women, that we mm. are still telling women, you can have it all. You can have the career. You can have the children. You can have whatever, you know. Um, you can have 17 children and still look sticks in. No pet, <laughs> you can't. Um, you know, it, it's you really have to not believe what you're being told. You cannot have it all. You can have a bit of everything, but you cannot succeed at everything. And if you're constantly trying to, then you'll just burn out and you'll feel yeah. that you're a failure. Yeah. You know? That's... So, you know, again, it's kind of, you know, another way of putting it is kind of pick your battles. Do you want to be the perfect mum? Do you want to be the perfect secretary? Do you want to be the perfect chief exec? Because you can't be the perfect chief exec and be the perfect mum. I don't mm. care what the Daily Mail tells you. <laughs> um, you know, and, and if you believe that, then you will feel a failure. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so don't be embarrassed to say that, you know, my priority is my job, if that's your priority. And just make sure that you, you find ways of showing the children that you love them. But it doesn't have to be by saying, I love you so much, I've given up my career. I'm sorry, did I mention <laughs> no, that? Definitely I, not. Did I mention it again? <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for you, I would have a career. But, but I love you. I love you. You're, you're more important to me than my career. Um, you know, it, it's, yeah, be honest uh, about do, it. Do you have kids, Jackie? Yes, hundreds of them. Hundreds. We actually like that. Th actually three. Three. But there were times when it felt like hundreds. <laughs> well, well, and, and at first I didn't work. No. You know, I had a career. Got married, had um, three children fairly close together, and for a long period of time didn't work at all. Then, as they got older, I, you know, went, went back, back to work part time, and then in mother care time eventually. With the, no, with... mother care was pre-children. Ah, <laughs> oh. and I wasn't actually in mother care when um, I had the children, so I didn't even get the discount. No shame. Um, got that well, wrong. I thought, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, after the children, I never went back into retail. I mean, who would? It really is bloody hard work. It is hard work. I totally agree. Laura, what's your top tip? I mean, Laura's a mother of three, so uh, following on from Jackie's wisdom there. 
it, it was lovely wisdom and I it's like you know it's like I really needed to hear that um, <laughs> the, um I think my top tip is honesty about um vulnerability vulnerability and shortcomings so it's kind of similar you know remember in school or if you're in a meeting and someone asks what does that word mean and then everyone is relaxed because nobody knew what it meant and then everyone is like oh good some that's getting answered and um I think that there's um, something to be said when you're just totally disarmingly honest. Oh, I think that was my fault, actually. Or, you know, or um, or actually, you know, I don't think that's feasible or you're just funny, you know, and that's, again, humour. It disarms everyone. And I think that it kind of speaks out the sort of elephant in the room. And I suppose it's the same thing, being honest about a limitation or something like that. And then everyone can relax or, you know, you know, that sort of thing that, you know, says, oh no, I haven't started that project yet either. You know, you're, it's that kind of, ah, and I think you can do that in the workplace. And, you know, even like say on the comedy circuit, you know, when someone that's like been doing it six months longer than you wants to patronize mm-hmm. you. And, you know, it's always nice when you're having that chat with other comedians that are like, oh my gosh I got you know like oh I really bombed there or oh no I never seem to they don't take to me in that room it's it's like a it's like a I don't know like a fresh shower or something because you're just like oh good we can now we're talking it's like now we're yeah. communicating and I think openness that, yeah, yeah openness and you know I mean god you and I have spoken lots about different things and I think we've always had this sort of honest conversation it's like yeah yeah I feel like that and it's just it's always nice to have those allies isn't it in in within yeah. within the whole industry and yeah. it always feels good rather than there's someone that wants to pretend they're in control and pretend they've got it together because mm. those people never have have. they just make everyone else feel a bit rubbish so I think that nice bit of honesty this has all been fantastic advice thank you both of you um before you leave us tell us Jackie where can we find you oh um hiding in a darkened bedroom <laughs> most of the time um <laughs> but um, you can find me in a number of places at the moment you can follow me on twitter at Jackie Weaver um, you can find my podcast at Jackie Weaver Pod, and you can even find my book on <gasps> pre-release on Amazon at the moment. Fantastic! And it's called "You Have the Authority." <laughs> of course, wonderful. <laughs> when does that come out officially, Jackie? Seventeenth um, of September. We must review it for FunnyWomen dot com. Yeah. Lovely. And, and it's um, it, it's not a serious book. It is a uh, funny book. Parts of it are serious, I guess. Yeah. But it, it's really kind of um, I call it a book of common sense. Brilliant. And it includes things like we really can't have it all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think we'll all be buying that. Laura, where can we find you? Oh, well, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter on that Laura Smith Smith with a Y, um, and I'm occasionally funny on there. And I'm um, mostly just pictures of my children, though. But yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll know about my uh, live dates as well if you follow me there. Thanks, Laura. Thank you both so much, Jackie You're and welcome. Laura. Um, it's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye, Jackie. Lovely to meet you. <laughs> You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker. If you like us, please subscribe, review, and share. Chicken, 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 chicken.